Welcome to Friday's Child the Podcast, formerly known as Life School ME. When I started Life School back in June 2019, my vision for where I wanted to take the podcast and how it would grow was not 100% clear. I knew I wanted to interview inspiring women and share their stories, but there was no grand plan. And that's okay. I'm a firm believer in starting before you're ready. But after falling pregnant with my beautiful daughter Mavia and deciding to focus on the world of bumps and babies for series two, I discovered a new passion for all things related to pregnancy and birth. The things I learned about the female body and birth during my pregnancy journey have changed me forever and ignited a newfound passion and love for this subject matter. So Life School has been reborn as Friday's Child and during this series I will be talking to first-time mums, childbirth educators and industry experts on all things motherhood. Whether you're newly pregnant, a first-time mum, or maybe you just want to find out more about the world of babies and motherhood, I hope you enjoy listening to my wonderful guests and that hopefully you can take away some helpful information and insights. Now let's get on with the show. My guest today is Shamim Kasabawi, a publicist turned serial entrepreneur and first-time mama to a beautiful six-month-old baby girl. Shamim is the founder of Playdate, an interactive platform where mums and dads can help build their child's social circle and avail awesome discounts and deals. Users can share stories, create memories and expand their child's world all through the ease of a single app. So, without further ado, here's my chat with the fabulous Shamim. Enjoy! Shamim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, so good to be here. Thank you Finally. for joining me today. You look so glamorous. I'm feeling even more unglamorous than I was to begin with now I've seen you. <laughs> it's, it's the hustle. You know what? You can't imagine how dirty my hair is. Mums, this is a secret. If your hair is dirty, just like tie it up and just pretend like this is an actual hairstyle. I just never get the chance to get to the salon as much as I used to before like my nails, but I just kind of blame it on the mommy life. You're rocking it. You look fabulous. And just a little disclaimer before we start, both our babies are napping. So um, if one of them wakes up, then we might have to hit pause for a moment and the babies will be joining in. So, um, but fingers crossed they'll sleep through through the yeah, whole conversation. <laughs> through this afternoon, yeah. So Shamim, can you start by telling us a little bit about your personal pregnancy journey and how you found the first six months of being a mum because both our little girls are around the same age so you're you're at that six month um, milestone as well aren't you yeah so um I so I actually my pregnancy sort of uh, was uh, my last trimester we were on lockdown which was actually kind of good because I have a very busy lifestyle like meetings and out and about and whatnot and so it was actually really good to kind of get locked down around the same time as my final trimester um so I worked from home and did my zoom calls and whatnot and it was just a lot more relaxing than running around in the heat, especially that both our babies were due in July or like summer. So it was really, really hot and it would have been really tough to kind of get around. And I'm not sure how safe it was to actually drive. Um, last six months, I think it's, and a lot of moms don't talk about this, but it is such um, a challenge in the first few months. And I think nobody expects it, like from the lack of sleep to, um, you know, the juggling. Obviously, I can go on maternity because who am I going to take time off from? Um, but so I worked right through and I enjoy what I do. I mean, I absolutely love my job. So it was kind of like 
a hobby. Um, and it kind of reminded me that my life is a little bit normal because all of a sudden I've got this new addition to my life that is completely different. And you start wondering, will my life ever go back to, to normal? And, you know, babies in the first three months, they need you more than ever. And it's kind of like constant day and night. And, and I mean, I don't even need to go into the first three months. It's getting a lot better. We're sleeping. I remember last week I woke up on like Friday and we were just hitting the six month mark. And I said to my mom, I can, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm finally okay, but I wasn't okay for a long time. And I wish more moms would be more transparent about how they feel, their weight, how nothing fits them anymore. It's okay to feel like that. Nobody talks about it. Oh, it's, it's so true. Everything you say, and particularly the weight. Cause I felt, I felt really good after I gave birth and I felt just so happy that I'd managed to do this. And I had my little baby and I was breastfeeding and I was eating a lot because when you're breastfeeding, you get very hungry, but I actually felt okay. Then I stopped breastfeeding and now I feel the heaviest I've ever felt, but not just the heaviest, like my body has changed but I don't have time to work out. And I'm looking at these girls on Instagram and I'm like, where, where and how do they get the motivation to do this? And I know half of it is just starting, but it's like when you're trying to work, juggle the baby, keep on top of the house, you know, have five minutes just for yourself, just to sit down and have a cup of tea. It's really hard. And I don't think people talk about it enough. And I certainly don't get a pressure to be a certain size, but there's things I'd like to wear and it just, it gets you down sometimes because you're just like, oh, you know, it's, it's very difficult to fit it all in on top of then, you know, like we're, we're now going through with the weaning journey. There's, you sort of get through the first couple of months and you start to get a bit more confident and then boom, you've got to start weaning. And then there's always something else to be sort of getting into. So just when you have a little period of calm and feeling like, oh, I'm kind of getting the hang of this, there's something else. And, you know, that takes a lot of time, uh, you know, because you're reading about that and you're trying to research. So it's hard. It's really hard. It really is. And I think I wish more women would speak about it because they currently don't like, and, you know, most of my friends, for instance, are single or I don't have a lot of friends that are, who are moms. And so I never got that heads up. You know what I mean? Like I put on 30 kilos during my pregnancy and I've only lost about maybe 18 kilos even after baby. So I've got a long way to go. And it, like you said, like, when do you work out? And I honestly, like every day, I said to my husband last night at like 930, it was the first time I sit down with a cup of tea and I said to him, how do moms get the time to relax? Like, when do you just kind of switch off with nothing to do? And I lasted like an hour and then I was like, okay, I'm out, like going to sleep, done. Yeah. Well, this is half the thing, isn't it? By the end of the day, you're so tired um, that, you know, work out at the end of the day just is not realistic for me anyway, because by the end of the day, my energy levels are just depleted. Um, probably the best thing to do is try and do something in the morning. Um, but it's hard and you've got to prioritize as well. And everyone's circumstances are different. And, you know, I follow a few moms on Instagram who are honest and I really love that. I love that sort of like, you know, this is the reality, you know, and I think it's great if, you are managing to do it and that is fantastic but I think 
for a lot of mums, it's just, it just doesn't seem achievable in those, at least in those first six months. And I think it gets easier as our babies get more independent. Um, you know, one day they'll be going to nursery and we can have the mornings and, you know, maybe then it will get a little bit easier. But right now it's, you know, she's a full-time job. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like my baby still wakes up three times a night. So we do usually the last feed at about midnight. And then she's up again at three and then she's up again at like five or six. And so it's not like I'm getting the full night's sleep anymore. And you know, sometimes at the six or seven o'clock wake up, she wants to play. So it takes a while to put her back to sleep. So it feels like, and you know, different people give me different advice. Like yesterday, one of my clients was like, oh, once she starts crawling, she's going to have uh, more energy during the day and get more tired and sleep through the night. Whereas like Mavi is obviously sleeping through the night right now. So babies are just different and that's okay. Well, well Mavia, Mavia has been sleeping through the night. And I say that with inverted commas because I think maybe once or twice in her life so far, she has slept through the night and I've woken up and I've gone, oh, she didn't wake up last night. But every night, the standard usually is once or twice, I will wake up and she'll be having a little moan and I'll pop her dummy back in because we're still using a dummy pacifier. Um, you know, the other night she woke up at four and it took me half an hour to get her back to sleep. She was having a little bit of a cry. She was wide awake. She was playing with her toy. You know, so every night is different. So when I say sleeping through, that doesn't mean that I'm going to bed and it's like night, night. And till the morning you know <laughs> so it's still it's still broken sleep but it I can manage because I'm getting sleep so it's not it's not like in the newborn days where you were up you know and, and feeding and and that sort of thing but it's still um you know it's for us it's still very much every night is different and she's going through different phases and I think six months is a big developmental milestone for them they're learning how to hold things and you know she'll often just be awake and she's trying to grab things and she's trying to roll and she you know it's it's like she's so excited to learn to, to these new skills she's learned she wants to like test them try them out in the middle of the night so I think it's there's a lot going on for them around this mark and there's so much different kind of information out there and a lot of people say that by this sort of mark they should be pretty much sleeping through which then if your baby isn't it makes you feel like oh well you know is this normal is this not but I think the reality is just every baby is different and there is no right or wrong is there no there isn't and I think that's the thing like I read once uh, this expert said like if when you have like an important event or when you have an exam, when you have something, you don't sleep well at night. These babies have something important happening every day, whether it's rolling or crawling or, you know, there's something exciting. Like my child has FOMO. She literally thinks something's going on and she's going to miss out on it. So she doesn't like to sleep. But um, anyway, one day at a time and it's yeah. just such a great journey. It's been the best, honestly. It is. It is just the best feeling in the world. Um, okay, let's talk about your other baby, Playdate. So can you share with us a little bit more about Playdate and how this concept was birthed? Yeah, of course. So Playdate was actually born because as a publicist, I mean, I've been in communications and PR for the past 15 years. And I've always struggled to reach real families and um, households, like not influencers, not celebrities, not media, your average family. I've always struggled. Um, and so initially, uh, also living in Dubai, obviously, like a lot of my friends or colleagues would 
would have just moved to Dubai and they don't have the kind of a social circle for kids or just people like me and you right now. Like if we didn't have each other, I don't have any other friends that have babies around the same age as, as Talia. Um, so I launched Paydate uh, three or four years ago and I've just been testing and perfecting since. So because I'm a new mom and I was actually single when I launched it, there's so much that I didn't understand about parenting. And it was such a sensitive area because you can't tell a person to put their child on an app like without testing and testing and testing and honestly a lot of people told me that the idea would not work um, over the last couple of years over the last year sorry we had 64,000 swipes Amazing. Um, and we are continuing to grow um, so basically you build an, a, a profile for your child and you swipe right and you swipe left you can choose the language of the other the, the, of what like kids you want to meet up with you can choose so for instance if you want to teach Mavia French you can choose a baby that speaks French you can choose the location so if you guys are in London you can put London and meet friends there um, and yeah, it's, so it's been really exciting. We focus on uh, three ways of engaging with brands. Uh, so vouchers, so we make sure that there is plenty of vouchers for families. We also uh, put on a lot of free events. Obviously, that's a little bit on hold at the mm. moment. And we do a lot of gifting. So we help brands sample to these households by giving every mom a gift because every family deserves a gift, especially the moms. Um, in addition, we focus on hiring as many women as possible who are moms. And also, we want 80% of our employees to be women. It's really important for me to see more women in tech and more moms having that flexibility um, to be able to go to work because a lot of mothers tend to put their careers on hold because it's obviously tough to juggle. But if I can give a mom, you know, an opportunity to work from home or have flexible working hours, they will do magic for me. Oh, 100%. And, you know, you know that when you become a mom, you get very good at multitasking, getting things done super quickly, um, managing your time better than ever. So I think more people need to employ moms because we get stuff done. And on that note, Mavi is going to join the podcast. So give me one second. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Mavia is on the podcast. She's now at that age where she doesn't like to sit still for very long. So we'll see how this goes. But um, this is the reality of uh, being a mum. Being a mum <laughs> and juggling different things. Um, so what I'll do is I'll put all the information for Playdate in the show notes below so that mums can just directly follow the link um, to sign up and download the app. Um, and you're on um, Android and Apple aren't you that's right so we're on ios and android and iOS right and android, now sorry yeah no it's all right we're going through a huge revamp so if you have any technical problems please don't judge us just give us a little bit of time we will be perfect by april inshallah we are have a lot in the pipeline we're building a forum it's going to be an amazing community for mothers especially if we go into another lockdown or especially with the current kind of circumstances so stay tuned for what's coming yeah, and I think it's also just like you touched on, if you're one of the only people in your friendship group to have a baby, um, it can be really, um, really difficult to make new friends. And particularly for those first six months where it is so full on and you really need to be around like-minded people and people that are going through a similar thing. Um, because the reality is in those first few months, all you do want to talk about is your baby and 
Um, you know, are they sleeping? Are they pooping? Um, you know, is your baby doing this? Is your baby doing that? So I think it's really amazing to have a platform to find to find new friends because it's not easy for everyone. You can feel very isolated in those early days. Yeah, and that's the thing. We want mothers to find a platform or one centralized platform to do all of this. We also have lots of experts, so like child behavior experts, um, uh, family psychologists, uh, and lots of experts which our users will have free access to. And that just, for me, I just, I think every organization needs to have that kind of giving back DNA in it. And you need to have that from the beginning. If you don't have that, you will never be able to adapt all of these CSR activities. You need it, and especially in a family platform, you need it at the core of your values. Yeah, 100%. Um, how have you found the juggle of being a first-time mom and a business owner? Because you have Playdate, but you also have your comms agency. So how, how are you finding that? Um, so I'm a very process-driven person. I have a process for everything. So it's one, two, three. Um, and so I build processes for everything, whether it's a PR agency, which basically runs itself now. It's a play date. So we find the best way to do things, and then you kind of ABC it. So then anybody can do the same thing. Um, I oversee everything, obviously. Um, but I'm a very, like I'm, you know, when I wake up to feed Talia at 3 a.m., I'm checking my emails and I'm responding. Because I have a motto in my life something might come up tomorrow. So I will do as much as I can today, you know, and I, on top of this, I think even my third baby, Talia, or my first baby, <laughs> Talia, <laughs> I make sure that Talia is, you know, goes out for a walk or has some sort of outdoor interaction every day because I think it's so important for her brain. Um, so that's the thing. Even with Talia, we have a process for everything. Obviously, sometimes we go off it, but we try to stick to it as much as possible. For instance, like her feeding. And me and you talk about this a lot, like how to prepare fresh meals. So initially, I did uh, buy Ella's Kitchen sachets and kind of start off with them. And she loved them. And that's okay if a mom wants to do that. There's no reason for any mom to judge another mom. I don't think anyway. I've been judged on social media platforms, which I thought was really mean. Um, but for me, like what I've done now is on Saturday, which is one of my days off, I prepare everything. I've got a NutriCook uh, pot. So I basically steam everything. I divide it up and I put food together for the next five days. I don't like to store food for more than five days in the freezer because I feel like it might, they're vegetables, right? So they might lose their value. Um, but I feel like five days is okay. Like it's not fresh. It's not, and I feel like if you put that kind of process as a mom, it's, it's just makes things a lot easier. In the morning I get everything out and then if we're going out for a walk, whatever, I pack it with me. Um, and yeah, like technology has just made it so much easier for us to work from anywhere. That's why I think mothers should be getting job opportunities. Unlike back in the day where our mom struggled to work and raise us. Yeah, and you know what, it comes down to being organized and some people are more naturally organized than others, but for me, I'm the same. I make sure that I've got most of the things done that I need to the night before so that when she wakes up, you know, I'm not kind of cleaning and putting things away. The house is all done because for me, I can't work in a messy environment. Like I need things to be tidy to be able to, to focus. Um, but I haven't started the batch cooking yet and that is something I'm going to do. This week, we've done a combination of fresh, fresh veggies and fruits 
boots, but I'm not going to lie, this week I have got a few of those, um, I think they're called Hero, the brand, the little pops. Yeah. Um, little, yeah. Just because I'm so busy this week with work and um, I haven't got into the batch cooking yet. So I think you've got to do whatever whatever you need to and there definitely needs to be less judgment. And it's funny you mentioned about the social media because I find some of these Facebook groups so helpful and supportive. But then you will get the occasional comment or passive aggressive thread going on and you just think hang on a minute can we not just give each other a break I mean everyone's different everyone's just trying to do their best at the end of the day and everyone is just trying to figure out how to be the best possible mom look after their baby and some of the comments I see are and even sometimes I feel like mums are trying to be helpful but what they're saying comes across a little bit judgy and you know they're like oh wow oh wow so your baby sleeps this long oh okay well and it's like what, what's with the attitude <laughs> but you know what? I feel like whenever somebody is rude or mean or passive aggressive or whatever it is I always think they're going through something you know I find a million yeah. excuses for them and that's we're all going through something every day whatever it might be um, well, there goes Talia. Talia's waking up as well. Oh, now you've we got have, two babies. And we, and we have a cat. <laughs> Excuse me. Out the way, please, monkey. Monkey. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I understand how sometimes when you're sleep deprived, you can have a lot less patience. But I, I personally would never want to make a mum feel judged or like she wasn't doing the best job possible. So I'm always very careful with my words. And whenever any mum friends of mine ask me, you know, does Mavia do this? Or what do you think of this? I'm always, like I sort of preference everything with listen. I'll tell you what my experience is, but every baby is different. So please do not think that like, I'm doing it the right way or, you know, just like every baby is different, okay? And you've got to go with your gut, your motherly instinct, because that is always right. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Um, okay, we're going to do a little quick fire round now. I call it quick fire, but it's never actually that quick. Um, okay, so Shami, what's your one piece of advice for first-time mummies? So advice for first-time moms, I'm going to... Do you know what? Just rest and take it one day at a time and it's going to be okay. It will get better. Like, I think that's the one thing that nobody really said to me. Like, it does get better every day. Um, and don't expect it to be, you know, a lot of moms tell you, oh, it was love at first sight. It's not. And that's okay as well. Just take it one day at a time and see how you go. Yeah, so true. Okay. Um, your top three essential items for first-time mummies. Three top uh, essentials for new moms. Uh, the upper baby vista, because also you can sleep, use it as an overnight sleeping option. Um, uh, I would also do... Can you hear her in the background? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay, fine. So yeah, upper baby vista, you can use it for overnight sleeping for the first like three to four months. Uh, the second one would be uh, the baby gym. The baby gym was amazing. As a working mom who didn't have any leave, uh, baby gym was amazing. And the third thing was the spectra, the, ba the pump. And that, it, like I've heard so many things about it and I obviously spent a lot of money to get it. Unfortunately, I didn't have as much um, milk coming through 
as I wanted to, but it was still such an amazing product to have. And I hope that for my second baby, it will still be operating and that I can use it. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, and there's such a big investment, the breast pump. So definitely pop that away and keep it for, for the next. I love that you're already talking about another one. I'm like, yeah, oh. give me like six years um, <laughs> until Mavi is old enough to help me. Um, what's one thing, what's one thing nobody warned you about before becoming a mum? I think nobody gives you a proper, uh, like nobody gives you advice, like how we're all open and honest about what's happening right now. Nobody gave us these tips. I don't know if anybody told you, nobody told me I'm not going to be sleeping for six months. Nobody told me that it's like a full-time job, a second one. Yeah, I think it's difficult because I think, like my mum definitely warned me about certain things, but I think people forget a lot. Um, and I'm guilty of it now. I even forget some things about those newborn hazy days. So I think people, even if they try and warn you, I think it's, it's only until you're in it that you can really fully appreciate how, yes, how magical and incredible it is, but how hard it is sometimes. And you're having to learn on the job, basically. It really is. And like, you know, how no, no two days are the same. Every day is a new adventure, isn't it? It is. And it's always changing. You know, you just get into a nice routine and then it's like, oh, okay, she's ready to drop it now. Oh, okay, we're ready to start weaning. Okay, now we're moving into her big crib. There's like, you know, but I have been told that when they get to about one, things level out a little bit. So we're halfway oh, there, way. babe. We're halfway there. And um, what's your favorite thing about being a mum? This thing loves me. This creature is obsessed with me, isn't it? Baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love like and I think I told you this. My mom tells me she's going to grow up and be your best friend. Like you like this is your new best friend. Like right now it's hard, but she's gonna call you, you guys are gonna gossip, and you're gonna catch up, and I just can't wait. For her to like speak and be my friend. I mean, she's kind of speaking now, as you can probably hear. <laughs> yeah, she's chatty like Mavia. Um, and finally, Shamin, what does motherhood mean to you in three words? I think it's like this weird, unconditional love. It's a new level of love that you have never felt before. And I think it's like you learn so much about yourself you learn they're not really words i guess they're really emotions if anything you learn how selfless you can be for somebody else um and the third thing is just this addiction right you're addicted to them and they're addicted to you it's really weird yeah you sort of spend you spend all your time wishing them to go to sleep and then when they're asleep you're like why do like, miss them <laughs> And I think I mentioned this, but you know, my friends, like whenever I'm complaining about how tired I am, she's like, Shamin, they are very long days, but very short years. She's like, you're not going to feel it before you know it. She's going to be four. I absolutely love that saying. And I'm saying it all the time now. I just, I've heard you say that before. And I just think it, it could not be put more in a more sort of like true away they really are the longest days and the shortest because already six months has gone like that you know it's flown by I, I i can't believe like every night i literally by the time i've done i'm done with everything i sit there and i'm like what just happened yeah like what happened well shamim i think we both need to go and feed our babies <laughs> yeah so thank you so much for doing this
and Thank I will you. put all your information and links and everything in the show notes below so people can find you and follow you um, so thank you so much thank you love kisses bye a big thank you once again to the wonderful Shamim you can find links to the Playdate social pages websites and download links in the show notes below you can also find links below to our social media accounts including the Friday's Child Facebook community This is a group I have created in the hope to share positive birth stories along with parenting life hacks, tips and tricks, general advice and much more. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to Friday's Child the Podcast to help us reach more wonderful mummers. Until next time, thank you for listening.